Hey there, welcome to the Saints Hangout Podcast. Every word has been designed to bless, empower, and edify you as we search and teach through the scriptures. And now, here's today's podcast. I want to show you a scripture in Revelation. The Bible says, Revelation 1, let's start from Revelation 1. Revelation 1 from verse 7, it said, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall will because of him. Even so, amen. Verse 8, it says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Sayeth the Lord which is, which was, and which and which is to come. Revelation 1, 8. You know, um, if you notice what this word, if you notice, I quoted this sometimes last, last week. You know, and... Um, Jesus made a prophecy. Now, this was the intro. Because if you want to know a lot about uh, the Lordship of Jesus, read Revelation 8. You will discover that the same Jesus that Peter, you know, they were dined on the boats, they did all of that. The moment he ascended, and for the record, the Bible says Jesus right now is seated at the right hand of God. Um, not necessarily mean he's sitting. He's, he's not saying God stretched his hand and Jesus is sitting. He's trying to make us understand that because when they say the right hand is the place of power. So when you're looking for where the power of God lies right now, that's where Jesus is being placed. Because when he says he's seated at the right hand of God, it means the power of God right now is in that individual called Christ. And that is where we are. The Bible says we are seated in heavenly places with him. You know, someone was saying something that it will be a shocker on the last days if when a lot of Christians finally, when we get to heaven and people realize that how much more we could have been or how much more we could have done in the name of Jesus, how much more we could have been able to achieve in the name of Jesus, if only we're able to dare the faith with faith and keep walking. The Bible says here, he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The beginning and the end. So when someone comes, if you notice one of the things he read in verse in John 14 that we're coming from, he says, I am the, in verse 14, I still have it here. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That was one definition that he gave himself. And he says, no one comes to the Father except by him. But here, the same Jesus is giving us another definition about himself it is one thing for you to understand that jesus is the way to the father and jesus the bible says you know god confirmed this by the resurrection of jesus from the dead showing that he was the legitimate person god sent to be the propitiation for sin and that's the reason why i tried explaining to you last week that you know one of the gimmick people would try to use to, to, to claim and do things is because some people will say Jesus was not the only first person that resurrected from the dead, but from, from the dead, but it's not just that. The significance of Jesus was that he came out of both physical and spiritual death. I taught that last week. And nobody in the history of mankind has ever been able to do such. Now, when he comes here and he says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Now, Another thing that some of you might need to realize, when the Bible says, someone asks Jesus at a particular time, he says, show us the Father. And Jesus said, he said, I think it was Philip. He says, show us the Father. And the Bible says, 
Have you been with me so long for a while that you don't know the Father? In Jesus, in the words of Jesus, he says, He that has seen me has what? Seen the Father. So you can so according to what Jesus is trying to say, uh, Jesus puts himself right there. If you want to know what God looks like, ask for Jesus. And you're trying to tell me now that listen, it's going to get very, very interesting very soon. If you want to ask for what God looks like, he says, he that has seen me has seen the Father. And at the same time, uh, Jesus says, um, spiritually now, physically, whatever theology is being exposed to you, Jesus says, I am the head. Um, this is my body. You cannot describe an individual head alone. Let me let that sink. If I want to describe what um, any one of you here looks like now, I would say, oh, he's tall, dark, and handsome. Uh, you cannot be tall, dark, and handsome all in the head. <laughs> you cannot define me alone or by my head. When you take away the head of an individual and you describe him, the truth is you can still describe an individual even if the individual is headless. Because you can say um, the man is a bit chubby, is a bit slim, is light complexion. Without me seeing the head, I can describe the body. How many of you agree with that? The only difference that, that is going to get more interesting now. Um, the only difference is just that when you attach the head to the body. It makes me to be, you can discover me faster. And that's why when you go to government agencies, for example, they ask you for your passports. What they want to see is the headshots. If you've seen the head, you can easily identify the body. That does not mean that you cannot identify the body without the head. But the problem in church now is this. A lot of us are quick to identify us, the church, body only. And that's where we get in problem. Because we identify ourselves. Uh, or let me not say identify ourselves. We walk around as if we are headless. And that's where the problem comes from from an average christian uh, at times forgets that he is not headless when i say headless i'm talking about uh, your posture in the realm of the spirit uh, because all i'm talking about here now is strictly from spiritual appearance when philip asked jesus i thought they were because the reason why they could ask was because when they opened their physical eyes all that they saw was Jesus. And Philip said, show us the Father. And Jesus switched to the prophetic, switched to the Spirit. He said, when you see me around you, you don't need to ask what the Father looks like. Because he that has seen me has seen the Father. 
um, let's go back Bible. Let's really go back Bible again. <laughs> when you read John 1, quickly run. I'm still going to explain this Revelation 1, but just follow me by the spirit of Revelation. Go to John 1. John 1. The Bible says in the beginning, is a popular scripture, John 1. Because a lot of times, uh, we still need to come into a revelation of who Jesus is to the church. Uh, because I discover one of the things that prompts this teaching. A lot of us have the head knowledge of who Jesus is, no doubt about it. Uh, no doubt about it. But the essence of this teaching is to make you come to a revealed knowledge. Uh, when Jesus told Philip, nobody, you don't, when you have seen me, you have seen the Father. He revealed a dimension of him. When you see me, you see me with my long hair, but you don't see the God in me. And that's why you would ask that kind of ignorant question, Philip, which is okay. And that's why Jesus taught him. The same way when you see the church, the world is so quick to see the beauty, to see the, all of those things, because they have learned to define us by physical structure only. And the reason why that is, is because, child of God, don't operate without your head. I'm coming somewhere. The Bible says in John 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. In the beginning, before any structure, before any church, before anything, before anything, the Bible defined God according to John 1. He says, and the word was God. So that means every time the child of God had an experience with the word of God, the child of God has had an experience with the word. How many of you agree based on the principle of John 1 1? So now God does not need to appear in a situation if his word is already in that situation. How many of you understand what I just said? And you can quote me anywhere because that's what the reason why faith in God's word is very, very critical. Because according to the word of God, he says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And I should tell you, when you have seen God, you have seen his word. When you have seen the word of God, you have seen what God. You cannot separate the word from God. Uh, but now the Bible says all the way if you run, all the way to verse, verse 14. The Bible says in the same John 1 14, the Bible says, and the word, which is God now, was made flesh. Now the word of God decided to be flesh. And that flesh is Jesus. Let it settle. The word of God decided to take up a personality. God wanted to transform himself into his creation. And then he transformed himself into Christ. And that's the reason why when Mary took him, Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. That was the intercourse that gave birth to Jesus going into the womb. No man needed to do anything. The moment she put herself 
under the authority of the word of God. The word of God became semen that, be, that fertilized our womb and became a baby which we all saw to be Jesus. Uh, now, why, is, why, is, why am I going through all of this? Just hold on. Because a lot of times we are so quick to judge by just the physical things that we see without opening our inner eyes in the spirit to understand that come. There is something bigger than just Mary taking birth. It was the womb that was fertilized by the word of God. Although what we see is Mary with a protruded belly, but it was the word of God swelling in on the inside of a woman becoming Jesus. And it was the word of God. Now, John 1 says, the word and God are one. So when Jesus said, he that has seen me has seen God. Now, in understanding what I just taught, every Christian in the world today should understand when Jesus says, when we say Jesus is God, it is not we trying to be blasphemous. No, 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 no. When Jesus says that he is God, it is one in the same. That's why it's called three in one. God the Father, the same God the Father has the ability to be God the Son. And the same one has the ability to be God the Holy Ghost. That's Trinity for you. I just took you through some basic teaching of the Christian foundation. So when the Holy Ghost shows up on behalf of God, it is still the power of God at work. When the Spirit of the Lord moves according to the Word, it is still the power of the, the God himself displaying. Now, if you understand all of that, now let's isolate unto Jesus and you'll see where you come in. So when the Bible says, um, as he is now, who? Christ. And I've taken time to break down the multiplex city dimension of Christ. As he is, he says, so are we. So when you look at the church now, the church being who? The body of Christ. That means Jesus on the spiritual realm. He is the head of the church. And the head cannot really go without the body. God is a God of order. God is not an horror movie expert. No, God doesn't do all those things. That's why when you look at the head, the same way God is in love with the head, God is also in love with the body, which is you and I, and that's where we come in. So when God gave power to the head, that power ought to flow down to the body which we are. So that's the reason when we pray in the name of Jesus, things must happen. And that's why when things don't happen, it's either maybe we don't even have a revelation of what we are talking about, or we are not even operating in faith. That's why child of God in this last day, the devil is trying everything to make sure that the church that is alive in this day and age are the church which some of them will not even carry oil. And that's the parable Jesus told us about the foolish 
virgins. They were virgins, all right. But what reason in the world will they live in such perilous times without knowing that they needed to have oil? Child of God, we are in such times. So when the Bible says, don't be as unwise, not recognizing that the come, the groom is around the corner. And as the bride, you need to always put your gaze on the lordship of Jesus. Never let anybody define you as a Christian without a head. And that's why when you are one with the head, you remember it brings you into an understanding of who you are. That's why when you take a passport, they don't say take a passport of your toe. Your toe is still part of you, no doubt. But they say take the picture head first. Child of God, make sure you come out of the season of your life head first. And what does it mean to head first? Let the Lordship of Jesus be what detects every situation. Uh, they say these people are broke. How do I come out of this poverty mentality? Child of God, you tell them you are coming out head first. If Jesus puts out first, and that's why I said that if we can see our victory in Christ Jesus, child of God, let your victory be wrapped around Christ as well. Don't see your victory outside anything Christ. That's where your confidence has to come out from. If Jesus can be successful in this adventure, I am also going to do the same. And that's where the church should pull their strength from. This is not the time to stop going to church. This is not the time to stop praying. This is not the time to stop anything that would not impact faith. Child of God, you the Bible says he is the head. We are the body. As a matter of fact, some places in the scripture calls him. He says we are the branch. We are the branch. We are the branch. Every time you see an extension of Jesus, or every time you are asking for an extension of Jesus, you are asking for a Christian. Whether it's in Ukraine or Russia, some of us don't even care anymore. Every time you are asking for an extension of Jesus, some of them are in Africa. Some of them are in Canada. Some of them are in Ukraine. And these are the times whereby the unity of faith is needed more than ever before. We keep preaching the gospel head first. We know who we are head first. We we overcome situation head first. If you cannot tackle the head, then let no devil in hell come to raise their head against me. If I can be victorious by the head, then the body just needs to follow suit. So if my head is successful, the body does not need to pray so much. If as long as you have not detached yourself, so when the Bible comes and says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. What is trying to make you understand is pretty much simple. He says he is the beginning and the end. And we thank God. We serve the God that knows the beginning from the end. We serve the God that knows the end from the beginning. That's why, child of God, even when you leave this earth, he already told you, even at the end, I am still God on your behalf. Jesus is not going to leave us as orphans. And that's why we are the victory. We have the joy of salvation. We serve a God who has the ability to come to the beginning and orchestrate his power as God. He still goes to the end to show you that even at the wit end, 
as long as you put yourself in the middle of the equation, you I got you covered. Come on, wherever you are, open up your mouth and pray and decree that in the name of Jesus, I rule head first as a member of the body of Christ. I decree I join myself to the chariot of faith in the name of Jesus. So mightily growing the word of God is causing us to prevail. Come on, pray for yourself and decree in the name of Jesus. I prevail in every sector in the name of Jesus. We are the body of Christ. I am a member of that body. And therefore, I decree in the name of Jesus, our victory on every side. Victory, victory. The Bible says, it says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Uh, these are times whereby the joy of salvation, the joy of preaching the gospel, the joy of preaching, the joy of the teaching of the gospel, telling the hopeless world that come, everyone out there that is not saved, you don't need to remain on that line. Jesus is Lord over cancer. Jesus is Lord over AIDS. He's Lord over leukemia. He's Lord over every disease, over every challenge. He's Lord over every situation. Oh, Lord, we thank you this morning. You know, I really wish we had the strings, the organs, the all of that. I feel this worship more this morning to just lift up the name of the Lord because of the truth. He didn't tell us that tribulations will come. But he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Child of God, you cheer up. You keep pushing every day trusting God, amazing grace, thanking God for the grace, thanking God for the strength, thanking God for all that he is doing, he keeps doing. Oh Lord, we thank you this morning. Thank you for every man that is listening to this. If you're listening to this, come on, open up your mouth and pray, even through the podcast. And decree in the name of Jesus, my faith is growing stronger. Even despite these times, I refuse to be unwise. I refuse to be like to be like the unwise virgins. I decree there is constant supply of oil. There is constant supply of oil in my lap. Constant supply of faith in the name of Jesus. Oh, I open up myself to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I am led by His Spirit. I am led by the Holy Ghost. I am one with Christ. I am one with Christ. He is the head. I am the body. And I decree in the name of Jesus. I decree my victory is wrapped up in the, in, the, in the name of Jesus. In the victory that Jesus has delivered unto me. Thank you Lord. Father in the name of Jesus we pray this morning even as we are about to push us to get ready for the month of March. I decree Lord this month that we are stepping into is the month, is the month prophetically. I pray into that month and I decree good news. Oh, ye the righteous. He says, say unto the righteous, it is well. And I pray in the name of Jesus for every one of you here and those listening. I say, as we proceed even into the month of March, I decree it's that month whereby the Holy Spirit is doing something new in your life. He's starting something new in your life. Where the work of faith is strengthened on every side. In the name of Jesus. Faith is abounding. Faith is abounding. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for our decree. Father, the month of March, every day in the month of March, it is peace for the sons of God. It is peace for the sons of God. I decree in the name of Jesus. The Bible says he makes all things beautiful. All things beautiful in his time. A lot of decree beautiful things surrounds us beautiful things in the name of jesus i declare i speak to the east the north the south and the west and i decree these are the days of the power of god these are the days whereby there will be vast salvation of souls 
Lord, we join our faith with the faith of every other Christian out there that are still standing for the gospel. And we pray that in the name of Jesus, these are the days of salvation. These are the days of salvation. Had increased healing will come easy. Salvation will come easy. The word of the Lord will be preached with simplicity and it will be preached with power. Had increased the name of Jesus. Nations are coming unto Christ. Nations are coming unto God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray. I pray for myself at this hour, Lord. And I decree in the name of Jesus, the grace, the grace, the grace and the wisdom. The grace and the wisdom is revealed to do much more. And I decree in the name of Jesus, you are strengthening every man here to be able to do much more for the kingdom. Lord, we pray that the month of March is the month of well-being, is the month of God starting something new. Ideas from above, inspiration by the Holy Ghost. We open up our minds for ideas. We open up our spirits for ideas, for initiatives from above. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray with thanksgiving. And everybody says, Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thanks for listening today. We know these words have encouraged and edified you. Now go on and walk in the truth of God's word 